You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 115, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Cassandra Von Worsley here. Welcome to episode 115 of She Runs the Show. Before I forget, let me just give you a couple of updates. So She Runs the Show is going to go on hiatus for a few weeks. A, because I'm going on the road for a little bit and will be away from my microphone and my software for recording. And, you know, I was going to try to, like, scramble in and, and get some extra episodes done and loaded, but seriously... My sleep is very important to me. (laughs) My sleep is very important to me. My ability to wake up at four o'clock every morning and lift weights for two hours and do my Peloton spin class is also very important to me. I am learning finally at 40 how to choose myself, as James Altucher would put it. So in doing so and really keeping to my schedule, I am going to spend the next two weeks writing some ebooks, some new ebooks. There are going to be some new things on focus that I'm coming out with that I'm excited about and writing some new solo episodes of She Runs the Show, which means that I will not be recording new episodes for the next two weeks. So you can expect that you will see a brand new episode come back. Let me look at the calendar for a second. I'll tell you when it'll come back. So you can expect that you will see a new episode definitely by Friday, March 30th. I'm hoping the 28th, but I'm not going to put money down on the 28th. I will say by Friday, March 30th, you will see episode 116, a new episode of She Runs the Show. And just to give you some some, uh, sneak previews, there are a lot of things that I want to start to talk about on the solo episodes that I think are really, really important you know, because I've been in business for so long and online business specifically for so long, I forget that there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who don't know about things like opt-in pages and freebies and building your email list and, and why you would use Instagram or why you would use Pinterest or, or the combination of both. And so in addition to continuing to talk about mindset, which again, you guys know how I feel about mindset. Self-belief is everything. If you don't believe that you can build a successful business, you will not go all in and you will not do what it takes. So we're going to continue to talk about self-belief. However, I want to start to add into She Runs the Show some really practical strategic advice on understanding the why behind tasks that you do in an online business, like developing a freebie and building an email list and the what and the hows. So we're going to start to move into more of a training sort of consulting place with some of the episodes, still keeping the mindset piece. But I just want to give you some sneak previews because if you're listening to She Runs the Show and you're going, man, I feel really good and and my self-belief and my confidence is growing. I'm a firm believer that oftentimes when you want to change your identity, when you want to be a successful entrepreneur. There, there are times when the identity piece comes first, when you decide who you're choosing to now be, and then you begin to take the actions that then back up your identity. However, for so many of us, we don't operate that way. We actually embrace and step into the identity that we want through the actions that we're taking and the successes that we're experiencing and the milestones of each step and getting better and better. So because I know that a lot of people go from behavior to identity or from action to identity rather than from identity to action, I want to meet you where you are with that and start to give you some of the action pieces. 
So you can begin to feel more confident as an online entrepreneur and you begin to take the actions necessary. Now, I'm going to say this before we even get to those solo episodes. It's work. It's work. It's, it's, it's work. I, I can't even say enough. So many people want shortcuts and they want secrets and they want recipes. There is nothing that I'm going to teach you that is secrets and shortcuts and recipes. If you are truly going all in on your business and you are truly doing the work, there are clear cut steps and things that you need to learn and that you need to do. And I'm going to give you those in those practical solo episodes. But keep in mind, there is no shortcut to the process. There just isn't. Unless you've got thousands and thousands of dollars just spent on Facebook ads. And even then, there is no shortcut to the process. You are building relationships with your tribe. You are getting to know what they need, what they want, what keeps them up at two o'clock in the morning. You are creating material that you give them for free that gives them a hundred times the value. That requires so much heart and so much time and so much focus I just want you to understand in advance before we even get to those solo episodes that forget about shortcutting this process. Go all in. Intensity, velocity, focus, consistency. Those are the kinds of things that I want you to keep in mind as we start to get into those episodes. Today's episode though, now that we're finally getting to today's episode, five things to say to yourself when you feel stuck. So when I have stuck moments and I've had quite a few in the last, I'd probably say month or so. You, stuck moments are tough. You know, in today's episode, we're going to talk about wh- what are five things that you say to yourself when you feel stuck. And by the end of today's episode, we're going to talk about how stu- stuck typically shows up, especially in business. We're going to talk about three major ways we get stuck in business. We're going to talk about why we allow fear, self-doubt, and shame to take the driver's seat. And we're going to talk about five things we can say to ourselves whenever we hit a stuck moment. What you say to yourself when you're in a stuck place is critically important to the action you take thereafter. So that's why we're talking about what do you say to yourself when you feel stuck? You know, I've had stuck moments about a lot of different things. I've had stuck moments about this new course that I've created, the Focus Mindset Formula, which I just got unstuck with that one. But it took me really getting to the bottom of where I was stuck, why I was stuck, what I was believing that led to me being stuck, and what I needed to reaffirm in myself and do to get unstuck. I mean, there's a piece of getting unstuck that is thought and belief, and there's a piece of getting unstuck that's action. But you always begin with a thought and belief piece. You don't get to the action of getting unstuck until you've dealt with the thought and belief. So today, we're in today's episode, we're going to talk about the thought and the belief piece of getting unstuck. You know, sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you're in one business, but you really want to be in another one, or you're selling a certain amount and you kind of live at that monthly revenue level, but you really want to up level and be three times what you are right now in terms of revenue. There are moments where you you sort of want to hire an assistant, but then you don't want to hire an assistant. You want to take a training program, but then you, you don't know if you should spend the money on the training program. We all have, have places in our business where we feel held back by something or locked in place. And so if you're feeling stuck, I want you to know that you're not alone. I, I have stuck moments pretty consistently. Right now I'm having a stuck moment on this whole concept of list building, which is one of the things I'm going to talk about in a future episode. And I'm having to really 
get to the root cause of why I feel stuck in terms of building my list. Where Where is that stuck point? We all have stuck points. And so let me give you just some examples of how stuck shows up specifically in our business. So when you're stuck, and here's the thing, sometimes we don't know we're stuck when we are. Like we're taking lots of busy action, but it's not producing fruit. And so we think the busyness means that we're not stuck when actually we are stuck. So it's important to know how stuck shows up. So stuck can show up in a number of ways. It can show up in whiffle waffle syndrome. That's what I call it, whiffle waffle. The inability to decide. You know, going like, do I focus on list building now? Do I focus on social media? Do I, if I'm focusing on social media, do I focus on Pinterest or do I focus on Instagram? Do I focus on being this kind of coach? Do I focus on being that kind of coach? Do I keep my business? I mean, we could go back and forth with a waffling seesawing all over the place, but definitely the inability to decide. The inability to say, this is my focus. I'm not moving from it until I get to where I say I want to be. That is a sign that stuck is here in our lives, in our business at this moment. Procrastination is another example. And I know a lot of people are going to say, but I'm a procrastinator and I work best under pressure and, and that's how it works for me. And da-da-da. listen, <laughs> having been a professor for a long time, let me just tell you that I have heard every excuse about procrastination. And I'm just going to say, uh, I'm going to give you a Brian Tracy quote which to me sums up the whole thing about procrastination puts it to rest. Brian Tracy said, procrastination is not simply the thief of time. It's the thief of life. You can give me every justification for why you, you do well under pressure, why you procrastinate. But at the end of the day, procrastination is not only stealing your time, it's stealing your life. And so if you're procrastinating on certain business moves, then you are stuck whether you know it or not. Another way that stuck shows up is avoidance, avoiding making decisions, like avoiding whether to hire a VA, uh, avoiding whether to be a different kind of coach, avoiding uh, submitting paperwork or a project or a speaking proposal. Anytime you're avoiding making certain decisions in your business, stuck is showing up. Rest assured, stuck, stuck is in the room with you. Lukewarm actions. This is the hidden stuck piece. So, This is one that I have to really vigilantly follow up with myself on all the time. You know, some of us do lukewarm action and to other people, it looks like full on 100% all in action because our version of lukewarm to somebody else is their version of all in. The reality though is each of us knows what lukewarm action looks like for us. We know what it feels like. We know when we're doing it. We, and we also know when we're all in. We know when we're all about what we need to do. So on a daily basis, I'm saying to myself, no matter what I'm working on, it could be a blog post. It could be my ebook, which by the way, one of the things that I realized about my ebooks and, and thank you so much to everybody who goes to overcomingfearbooks.com, purchases a book, and then, and here's where I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and then leaves me a a review because I read every review and I love when somebody says, yeah, this was an okay book, but I love that because I had a reader of my Find Your Fire book leave a review where she said, you know, this is kind of a good self-help book, um, but it, but it, it was too much it was too Oprah-y in the sense that it was like, just think positive thoughts and all will go well, right? And that was beautiful for me 
because it gave me feedback that now moving forward, as I write my, my next book, which, which is called Find Your Focus, as I write every book from here on out, one of the things I'm going to say in every introduction is this book is not a self-help book. This is not a self-help book. This is a get into action, figure it out, practical, strategic, let's leverage everything, let's do the work kind of a book. Now, I'm not going to say it exactly like that, but basically what I want everybody to know for every book moving forward is that I'm not writing a feel-good, think-it-and-so-it-is sort of book. I'm literally going to make sure that moving forward with all my books, yes, you get the positivity and the inspiration, but behind every piece of positivity and inspiration that I put into my books from now on will be the strategies, the tactics, practical application. Here's what you do first, second, and third. Here's the plan. Here's a worksheet. Go. Hold yourself accountable. And I would not have made that decision about my writing or about my books had that person not left me that review. And so, so often we are taking lukewarm actions. We're sort of, we're doing something and it's good. And I just wrote a post on my personal Facebook this morning about the difference between good and great and how good is the killer of great. We're doing something that's good, but we're not doing something that's great. And so let me just say this really clearly. You are the only one who knows whether what you're giving to your business is lukewarm, but let me be clear you always know. You know as you're taking the action, you know when you've taken the action, you even know before you've taken the action whether or not what you're doing is lukewarm. And so I'm vigilant every day about saying to myself, am I all in this? As I'm writing this post, am I all here? Is Am I, am I really like about this? Or, or am I doing it because I have to, because I need to, and, and prime example, the, the podcast, I could have stayed up late last night and recorded more podcast episodes so that there'd be more to play. But you know what? I got to a point around 830 because I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I said, you know, I should have planned better, but I didn't. And I need my sleep. And if I push it now that I'm going to deliver less than all in caliber in terms of podcast episodes, and I'm not willing to do that. So Lukewarm actions is another sign that stuck has showed up. Playing small is another sign that stuck has showed up. Here's the thing about playing small, and I don't have an answer for this. A lot of us are playing small in our businesses, and I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I, 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 even I am right now playing small in my business, and I am having daily get-it-together talks with myself saying, don't be afraid to grow. You can do so much more than you think you can at this moment. Get out there and play on a bigger playing field. And Tara Moore has a great course on playing big. She has a fantastic course and program on playing big. And I love Tara Moore. If you don't follow her, if you don't know her work, definitely pick up her books and her and take her classes. But I think it's so ingrained in us to play small. And there's so much fear around risking what we, what we think risking playing big looks like that we don't, that we don't always detect that we're playing small when we're actually doing it. And so it's a tricky thing because when, by the time you realize, you realize that you're playing small, you've been playing small for a long time and it's your comfort zone. And so you're not only dealing with how do I play big or what do I do to play big, 
but you're also now dealing with now that this is a habit, how do I create a new habit that is playing big? My first recommendation, of course, is Tara Moore. My second, actually, along with that recommendation is Grant Cardone's book, The 10X Rule. Every time I listen to that, it gets me all fired up to 10X what I'm doing which is a note to myself that I need to listen to that book again. So Grant Cardone, the 10X rule. Final way that stuck shows up in our business. We're doing surface serving, but not all out giving. And, and this is different from playing small. This is really in direct relationship to how connected are you to your tribe? How much are you serving on a regular basis? Your clients, your potential clients, how are you giving to them? Are you giving... Is it all out giving or is it surface serving? So sometimes I find myself posting on Instagram and I just post, you know, hashtag drop the mic and I post a quote and that is serving, you know, but, but it's not necessarily all out giving. I find on Instagram when I'm doing all out giving, I write a basically a lecture or a, you know, a passage in the body, in the caption of the, the photo. So the photo says a quote, and then I just expound. I go deeper on it. To me, that's a lot giving. So anytime you find yourself predominantly, I mean, sometimes we have to post something super quick because we're in a hurry. But anytime you find yourself predominantly doing surface serving rather than all out giving, that is a sign that stuck has showed up. Now, Let's talk about three major ways we get stuck specifically in business. And they boil down to this, learning, creating, and selling. Oftentimes, we get really stuck as entrepreneurs by focusing only on learning. We take, we go to every conference. We take every workshop. We're on five free webinars every single week. We've taken 10 creative live classes. We've joined how many groups on Facebook? We, we've, t- you know, bought this program and that program and this program. But, you know, we're learning all this stuff. We're not executing. We're not, and we're not holding ourselves to seeing results from the things we've learned. Learning is important, but learning never ends. Learning, we're always beginners. So you're going to be learning your whole life. But if you get stuck in the pattern of buying classes and courses and learning and not executing, that's when you're going to have a problem. That's a stuck thing. Second major way we get stuck in business is creating. Uh, you know, I'm guilty of this. Creating stuff. I love to create courses. I, I love to create podcast episodes. I love to create ebooks. I love, I, I just love to create in general. So I find that I have to really monitor myself and make sure that I'm not over creating. I'll give you a prime example. So, I just finished the Focus Mindset Formula course. It is about to launch live early this summer. So I'm, I'm now moving from creating that course to really marketing and selling the course. And I can't tell you the number of shiny objects that, that have come up in the last week. Like, why don't you do a course on this? And why don't you create a course on that? Why don't you create a Skillshare course? And why don't you create a Udemy course? And I have to literally say to myself, is that at the top of your goal pyramid, which I teach goal pyramids in the focus mindset formula? Is that, is that at the top of your goal pyramid? Because if it is not at the top of your goal pyramid, this is me talking to me, by the way. If this is not at the top of your goal pyramid, if this is not your one thing, Gary Keller, one thing, then you need to put it on a note card and stick it in the note card box and come back to it when you've handled what's at the top of your one thing. 
And this is a constant conversation that I'm having with myself because where I could easily get stuck is in the creating part of my business, producing courses and webinars and, uh, you know, audios to sell and ebook and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. If I'm not selling, there's no point in me creating. So it's easy to get stuck in our business by focusing only on creating. It's also easy to get stuck in our business with the selling piece. And I don't mean selling and making the money because there's never, there's never stuckness in making money here. Okay. If you're selling and making money and you're delivering that value and then some to your tribe, awesome. That's not stuck. That's progress. What I mean by selling is, uh, people who are stuck on not wanting to be salesy, not knowing how to sell, uh, trying to sell once by doing one webinar, getting only two people on it, and then not doing another webinar because they're so afraid that they're only going to get two people the next time. Um, thinking that the way that you're going to sell is Facebook ads, and so that's the only thing you do, and you dump all this money into a Facebook ad, and it doesn't make you anything in return. A lot of us get stuck in the selling piece, the... Um, I, I don't want to put myself out there sales-wise. I don't like selling in general, but I know as a business owner, I have to do it. That is where we tend to get stuck. Rather than seeing sales as marketing and education, which is really what it is, rather than seeing sales as I'm transforming lives. Like people are, are but when they buy my program, when they join my course, when they take my course and they come to live group coaching calls, their lives are transforming rather than seeing it as a transformational process of education and marketing and development. Lots of us see selling as cheap and used car salesmen and, you know, asking people for money. That's a major stuck issue. Not charging what we're worth, undercharging, um, offering things for free that we shouldn't be offering for free. All of that is, is under the, the selling stuckness thing. Now, I want to talk a little bit about fear, self-doubt, and shame. Why, when we're in a stuck moment, why do we allow? Because really, a lot of what the stuckness is about is the the fear, self-doubt, and shame. We allow it to take the driver's seat. Now, I've always said this. I say this in my books about fear. I say this when I do FB Lives. Fear, self-doubt, and shame are going to be there. Shame, I always say don't play the blame, shame, guilt game. Like shame is sort of, you can choose whether or not you feel shame. But certainly fear and self-doubt, they're going to be in the car with you. You just don't want them to be in the driver's seat. Like they can, they can be in the back. And you say to fear and, and self-doubt, sit down and shut up. SDACU is what I say in my books. But you don't want them to be in the driver's seat. And when you get stuck, typically what it means is fear, self-doubt, and shame have taken over and they are in the driver's seat and they are driving the car over a cliff and into Malibu waters, so to speak. I used to live close to Malibu, so those cliffs were are, are fresh on my mind. <laughs> um, so why do we allow fear, self-doubt, and shame to take the driver's seat? Here's why. Because it's easier to say we can't do it than to admit that we quit before even getting started in many cases. I want you to think about that for a second. A lot of people tell the story that they didn't build the business they wanted to build. They didn't do the things they wanted to do. They didn't live the lives they wanted to live because they weren't capable of it, because they couldn't do it. They didn't have this and they didn't have that and they didn't have support. And they Here's the thing. It is far easier to say 
that you can't do something and use the can't to justify you not doing it than to actually admit the truth, which is you quit. And in many cases, you quit before you even started. Why don't we just own quitting sometimes? I wonder about that. I mean, why don't we just say, I, I, I gave up. I, I gave up. I gave in too soon. Um, I remember I wrote a film called Clean Slate years ago. It must be 11 or 12 years by now. And I, I wanted to produce it. I wanted to produce it as an indie film. And I'm going to tell you, the financing did not go through for that film. And so I had this film crew and I had all these people and they were so disappointed when I had to cancel it. I quit on that. I did. I quit. I, it wasn't that I couldn't do it. It wasn't that there wasn't a way to do it. It wasn't that I couldn't find the way to do it. I got to the first major obstacle in producing that film. And I'm telling you, I quit. I quit. I quit on me. I quit on them. I quit on the process. I quit. And see, there's power in owning when you quit something. There's power in not telling the victim story of, well, I couldn't because, and I can't because, and it doesn't work because. No, you are the center of your universe. Own it. Because the moment you start blaming other things and other people for why you aren't where you want to be, you're giving your power away, and you will never have a successful business if that is all you do. So, first reason we allow fear, doubt, and and self-doubt and shame to take the driver's seat is we've bought you know, it's easier to say we can't do it than to admit that we quit. But you know what? There's power in admitting when you quit. There really is. Because then you make a, a much more conscious decision the next time a gauntlet is thrown down by the universe. You make a much more conscious decision about quitting the next time because you can admit when you quit things. Second reason why we allow those things to take the driver's seat other people's limitations. You know, we've bought into other people's limitations about what we can't achieve in business. Can I just share a piece of wisdom that I've started to implement most recently in the last, I would say, probably uh, six months? Stop taking business advice from people who are not where you want to be in business. Can I just say that again? A lot of us are going to people who aren't anywhere close to the level of business success that we want and we are taking it we're taking their advice and I'm just and listen I'm talking to myself along with you and I'm just saying I've stopped taking advice from people who aren't on the revenue level that I want to be at period not even doing it in fact I've really reduced the level to which I even ask people not on that level uh, questions about what they think I should do I'm done asking because if they're not on the level, if you'd be amazed by how many entrepreneurs ask non-entrepreneurs what they should do about their business. And I just want to be like, are you serious? You're asking somebody who's never been an entrepreneur or no longer wants to be an entrepreneur or didn't do well as an entrepreneur, what you should do about your business. They don't have the qualifications to answer you. And in fact, their limitations are going to hurt your business. No more asking other people who are not qualified what you should or shouldn't do. Third thing. Third reason we allow fear, self-doubt, and shame to take the driver's seat. We're in uncharted territory and we feel fear failure. A lot of us know this. So when you're, when you're really working on a business, especially if you haven't ever created a successful business before, and if you've tried business before, but it hasn't gone really well, and again, I'm there, right there with you, you feel like 
you're afraid to fail again. You're afraid for things to go wrong. You're afraid, you know, nobody in your family has done this or nobody that you know is doing this or everybody's got a job and everybody's doing it the normal way and you're the weird one. And, you know, we have all of these fears about being braving in the wilderness, as Brene Brown would say. We're braving the wilderness. But here's the thing. You were born to chart your own path. You were born for this. So nobody can teach you about it. Nobody can direct you to it. Nobody can, you know, confirm for you, but you. And yes, you're going to fail. Failure is part of the process. You're going to fail, period, the end. You will fail. I will fail. We will continue to fail. And we want to fail because failure is the master teacher. Success is not. So... That's another reason why we allow fear, self-doubt, and shame to take the driver's seat. The other reason is, you know, we've tried building a business before and it never took off. A lot of us are judging our, our future by our past. That doesn't work. Because when you're focused on the past, guess what you do with the present? You create more of it in the future. Take your focus off of the past. Get the lessons. Move it forward. Get the lessons. I didn't say relive it. Get the lessons. Move it forward. Other reason why we allow fear, self-doubt, and shame to take the driver's seat. We're afraid to fail in public. We're, we're, we're afraid to take hits to our self-esteem, whether public or private. A lot of us don't want to look stupid to other people. We don't want to look... Um, we don't want to hear the I told you so's from the critics who were knocking our business dream even before we got started. Can I just speak to that for one second? What they think of you is none of your business. What they think of you is none of your business. And here's the thing. If they're not following their dreams, they're going to hate on you no matter how successful or unsuccessful you are. Be willing to fail in public. In fact, it makes you uh, more transparent, more authentic, more real to your tribe. It will never give you acceptance. It will never bar you from acceptance from the people who never had any intention of accepting you. Do you get that some people just want to hate on you because it just makes them feel good to hate on you? I mean, I mean, can we, can we just be real for a second? There are some people who are never going to want to see you happy. They are never going to want to see you more successful than them. They are never, listen, they, they can't wait for you to fail so they can be right about something because they're not right about a lot of things in their lives. Stop paying attention to them. They're not the focus. You are. Listen, you travel in direction of your focus. If you want to travel in direction of your haters, by all means do that, but only for the purpose of getting more information. I, I posted something on Instagram. I don't even know if I can find it, but I said, but let me see if I can find it because it's just, it's, it, it says exactly what I wanted, what I want to hit home in this point. Let me see. Oh, here we go. So, uh, it must have been, who knows when it was. Oh, it's February 26th. So February 26th on Instagram, I posted this, this quote that says, Dear haters, I have so much more for you to be mad at. Just be patient. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I have so much more for you to be... Just just wait for it. I, if you are mad now, give me five years. You, you Give me five years. And that's what I want to tell you about this. Don't worry about the haters. Don't worry about failing in public. Listen, I've been eight months pregnant and fallen in, on a college university campus with everybody watching big round tummy on my hands and knees 
I've walked out of a bookstore with toilet paper hanging out of the back of my jeans. It's all good. You know, when you've had enough embarrassing moments in public, you just go, whatever. And then you go, it's all good. So don't worry about any of that. Now let's get to the, to the whole point of this. Here are five things to say to yourself when you feel stuck. Five things. Let me give you the five things that you need to say to yourself whenever you feel stuck. Uh, I'm going to give the five of them and then I'm going to break down a few of them. And again, when you say this, it's not just the saying of it, right? Because we could say, yeah, I know, I know I'm good, I'm, I'm wonderful, I'm worthy. The way that you say things, the emotion that you infuse in things, and then the action that you get up and take immediately after you ground this into your spirit, that's what matters. So here are the five things to say to yourself when you feel stuck. Number one, I can and I will. I got this from Sarah Blakely. Again, one of my, one of my role models, Sarah Blakely, billionaires list. I'm just saying role model. I can and I will. She said there's something really powerful about not simply saying I can, but following that up with I will. I can and I will. When you start to doubt yourself, just say to yourself, I can and I will. I can and I will. And say it till you start to really feel it. And the moment you start to really feel it, get up and take immediate action. Immediate, like whatever the next step is, just do it. I can and I will. Second thing you can say to yourself when you feel stuck. This is Marie Forleo. Again, another one of my role models. Marie, Marie Forleo, B-School. Marie Forleo says, everything is figureoutable. Everything. And you know what? I I say this to myself when I don't know what to do about something. Like right now, I'm looking at my my Focus Mindset Formula course, and I'm I'm saying to myself, I want to get 400 people enrolled for the June cohort. I have no idea how I'm going to do that. Let me just, uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. And some days I'm stressed about that. And some days I'm just like, I've never done it before. Who knows? And then I remind myself of Marie's quote. Everything is figureoutable. Everything. There is nothing that I can't figure out. There's nothing for which there is not an answer. There's no lack of resourcefulness within me. Everything is figureoutable. And then you start to feel less anxious, less worried. And you start to think, okay, if I were going to look at this from a different perspective, how would I look at it? So everything is figureoutable. Third thing, and this comes from the movie Unbroken, which I've never seen the movie, but I've seen the, this trailer. So this is where I got the quote. And I love this quote from Unbroken. If I can take it, I can make it. And I use this when I am in the middle of a rough moment. When I feel like I am in a pit and I can't see my way out, I say to myself, if I can take it, I can make it. If I can take it, I can make, and here's the, that's, that's where you go. One more second, one more day, one more hour, one more minute, one more rep, you know, one more minute on the spin by. If I can take it, I can make it. You know, I used to do a spin class in Provo, uh, Utah when I lived there and the spin teacher, she would always say on really hard climbs, we can do hard things. We can do hard things. And that's what this quote is. If I can take it, I can make it really powerful belief to have and really important thing to say to yourself when you feel stuck. Here's the fourth thing you can say to yourself. And again, another one of my role models, Gabby Bernstein. She has a book by this title, The Universe Has Your Back. In other words, say to yourself, the universe has my back. Whatever's going wrong or right, or if things aren't moving as fast as you want them to, the universe has my back. You don't need other folks to have your back. It would be nice and it's always good when you do, but the universe has my back doesn't matter if other folks have my back. The universe has got my back. God's got my back. Period. The moment you start to say that, you start to feel it, you're like, 
the alchemist comes in and you go, everything is conspiring in my favor. The universe has my back. Boom. Fifth and final thing you can say to yourself when you feel stuck. And this is, this is a Abraham, Louise L. Hay thing. Life is for me. You know, there are many things that happen, and I can just think of a few of them that have happened with me in the last couple of weeks where I, I just wanted to, as the Bible says, rent my clothes and go on the floor and just cry my eyes out. And in those moments where I just want to give up, I have to say to myself, I have to remind myself of the truth of life and the truth of life for me and for you and for every person in existence. Life is for you. Everything that happens is not happening to you. It is for you. And so in moments when you're feeling really discouraged, whether you're like, I can't get this this sales funnel to work, this email list building thing is kicking my butt. I don't know what freebie to do. I'm trying to write an ebook and it's just not working out. Just say to yourself, life is for me. Even the frustrating, the angry, the disappointing parts, you know, client cancels on you. Um, you know, the teacher you thought was going to be your mentor decides to, you know, flake on you. You do a course with somebody and you figure out that they're really not who they say they are. Life is for me. And the more you start to say that, the more you start to look at even the negative stuff and the obstacles, and you start to say, how can I use this? How can I use it? Even if it sucks, even if it's hard, how can I use this? Because obviously if it's for me, then it means I, I can leverage this. I can use this. I can, as Ryan Holiday says in The Obstacle is the Way, not this is not so bad, but I can make this good. I can make this good because life is for me. So the five things to say to yourself when you feel stuck, choose your favorite one and just get in the habit of saying this when you, when you get into a stuck place. I can and I will. Everything is figureoutable. If I can take it, I can make it. The universe has my back. And life is for me. Life is for me. So, that was a good episode. I feel better just having done the episode. So thank you guys so much for being so amazing and listening to this episode. If you're like me, there are moments when you look at your life and you go, I need to play bigger. I need to play a bigger game. I need to go all out. I need to stop settling for less than I deserve. I created a course, a seven-day course called the Back to You Blueprint. If you know that you need to get back to you, which is critical to being successful in your business, then what you're going to want to do is take this seven-day course because it's filled with seven days of content that helps you get back to you, raise the standards of your life, stop settling in your business in areas of your life, and really just get to the bottom of what do I really want and how do I give that to myself. You can sign up for the Back to You Blueprint at tinyurl.com forward slash back to you course. There's also a Facebook private Facebook group that comes along with that seven day course. So be sure that you go to tinyurl.com forward slash back to you course and you take that seven day back to you blueprint course. As always, please share this with somebody you know needs it. Somebody who needs a reminder that they may be stuck, they may feel stuck, but they are never completely stuck and that they can get out of stuck 
in any moment they choose. Thank you for listening once again. Uh, I will be back with more episodes by March 30th. Feel free to check out the older episodes. There's some pretty awesome ones way, way in the beginning of She Runs the Show. And of course, you can always uh, find me on Instagram at the Cassandra Vaughn. And if you join me on Instagram and you follow me on Instagram because of this podcast, could you please send me a message, ping me, let me know that the reason you're following me on Instagram is because you heard this episode and then I'll have something really special for you in return. So thank you everybody for listening. I look forward to talking to you at the end of March, beginning of April. And again, run your show, run your show. Cause guess what? She runs the show. I will see you next time.